everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Five for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and today's guest is someone who spent 13, that's right, 13 fucking seasons in probably the toughest, uh, not probably, they are, they were, I should say, but the toughest leagues in the world, which was none other than the QSPHL, which later turned into the LNAH, as uh, everybody probably knows that name over the QSPHL, but... Oh, excuse me. Fuck, Bush talking back. <laughs> but uh, he played in the LHSPAA, which is also, it's like the feeder system into the LNH, I guess you could say. It's like the step below that crazy league. And actually, on average, if you look it up on like a graph or something like that, or just statistics, it actually had more fights per game than the actual LNH, which is crazy to think about as insane as the LNH was, but... He was there. <laughs> he did it, and a couple, even a couple guys from the LNH went there to play as well. So it's actually kind of cool to hear about. <clears throat> excuse me, but I had a lot of fun doing this episode. And Dan, thank you for hanging in there with me because uh, last week I had to cancel our episode because I work was running late. Where it's been really crazy. I work construction, and we're trying to make a deadline for this DMV we're remodeling. So everything is is pretty crazy right now. I've had, I think, maybe two days off the past month. So it is what it is. Got to get it done. But I felt bad. I made the uh, I made the time for Dan and I to set up an interview. And then next thing you know, I had to fucking message him and cancel, which was Bush League on my part. I felt like a fucking dick <laughs> because I'm the one who's sitting here uh, making the times up, and then I'm the one who has to cancel it. So, But nonetheless, Dan, I really appreciate you hanging in there and Coming on this week, it was I think we recorded this Friday, and it's Monday now. It's uh, Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. So hopefully everybody out there had a good Labor Day weekend. But we're kind of hanging in there down here in Florida, seeing what this whole hurricane's going to do. It looks like it might stay away from us, which is the uh, which is good. But it's kind of hit the Bahamas hard. So hopefully everybody, uh, everybody on the down there in the Bahamas are okay. You know, we've seen firsthand what hurricanes can do to people uh, here in Florida. So hopefully everybody's all right, and you know, best of luck to them down there. But other than that, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit crazy. I've been working so hard uh, trying to get this job done, and then we also we're in the process of moving, so it's been a bit hectic around here. I'm I'm trying to get an episode out next week, but I don't have any guarantees, unfortunately. I try to come out with an episode every Tuesday for everybody, but the way it's looking, it's it's kind of hard right now to schedule guests because I I work different hours every day, kind of. So I don't 100% know when I'm going to uh, when I'm going to be able to get a guest on, but. I think I might be able to get one done come this weekend, hopefully. So we'll see how it kind of goes, but kind of in the air right now. But I wanted to say thanks also to Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice. He was able to get me Dan Tice's fight card from the Wayback Machine on, uh, what's it, dropyourgloves.com. And a lot of LNH stuff is on hockeyfights.com, but unfortunately all that QSPHL stuff, a lot of that isn't really on there, but luckily Drop Your Gloves has it. But as we all know, uh, unfortunately Drop Your Gloves is down, so... It is what it is. Uh, hopefully one day it comes back. It's, it's you know doesn't really look promising. It's been oh, fuck. It's probably been all down for over six months now. That I think about it, which kind of sucks. But like I said, it is what it is. But uh, for those out there, if you haven't looked up any of Dan's fights before, go look him up. I I say it in the interview, but I swear to fuck, I don't think there's anybody out there who has more one punch KOs than Dan. It's ridiculous, and he's just fucking. It's brutal. It's pretty. It's pretty rough, but it's fucking awesome. You know, it's it's the epitome of what a hockey fight is, unfortunately. But and for those out there who don't like the LNH, and you're listening to this, I got great news for you because next month I am going to try to do an LNH special. That's when everything 
at work should be dying down a bit and everything calms down. So I'm going to try to get a special uh, episode. Well, actually, it's going to be like a two to three part series probably of the LNH and just itself. So I'm going to have uh, Darren and uh, John in the UK come on, you know, talking from a fan standpoint. And then I have a few players lined up and hopefully everything falls together. And I can get that out for everybody, but I think that's going to be a fun one. That's kind of my my way of trying to make up for if I don't have any episodes coming out in the next like week and a half, two weeks. But like I said, I'm going to try my best to get everything get on. And you know, I don't really want to do a solo episode. There's not much to talk about now because there's no crazy drama in the hockey world. Well, besides the Caprio shit, but Darren covers that in the intro of his, and exactly how you know I feel on that too. So. Uh, speaking of that, on the intro that he just had, that's to his episode with Kent Standforth. And those out there, go give uh, go give that episode a listen. It's a fucking, it's a beauty. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you have William over at the Biscuit, who just had one with Rico Phillips, who was the 2019 uh, Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award winner. So that was another good one. Give that a fucking a listen. It's pretty good. So without further ado, though, uh, I just got off of work, so... I got to sit there and relax trying to record this, but you didn't hear or you didn't come here to hear me yap. So without further ado, we'll pass it over to Dan Tice. Thanks, everybody. This should be good. This should be very good. All right. And here today on the sixth episode of the Five for Fighting podcast, we have a guy who was kind of a legend in the infamous Quebec League that some of you uh, know about, of the many antics and everything that go on in there. But this man had. 2,236 career PIMs, and that's not even including another Quebec league he had, but uh, Mr. Dan Tice. Dan, how are you doing today? I am very well. Thank you very much, my friend. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking time to come on the podcast and everything like that. So, um, you know, I figure we'd try to see if we can get some good stories out of you with the uh, the crazy Quebec league and how it all went down for you. Uh, there's, there's a few of them. The, uh, the reminder I got from when you quoted my uh, penalty minutes was... Um, one time I got charged for an assault. I, um, I punched a guy in front of his bench. I thought he was uh, coming to get me from the side, but I guess he was just trying to get on his bench, and I had hit him. <laughs> and, he, yeah, and he didn't like that, I guess, so he took, uh, he took me to court. And after I left court, I, I got some, um, what did I get? I can't remember. I got fined to pay it. That's about it. But after I left the courtroom, this older gentleman came up to me and uh, this was in Three Rivers, Quebec, and uh, an older French gentleman, he introduced himself to me, and he looks around, he goes, 2,000 penalty minutes, eh? I, I said, yeah, he goes, that's pretty good. <laughs> so he, was, he wasn't he was worried about the assault I was getting charged for. He, yeah. he was giving me, giving me, a, giving me a little uh, pat on the back for the amount of penalty minutes I had in, in the league. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, man, mm-hmm. not, even, not even a minute into the podcast, and we got you already getting charged <laughs> with assault and shit. <laughs> exactly. It, it, was, it was chaotic at times. Um, well, you played in the Quebec League, but you were actually born in Dearborn, Michigan, eh? My father was uh, in the Air Force. He was ah, raised, okay. Uh, he was born in, yeah, he was born in uh, in um, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, yeah, I've, I've actually been and there. He, yeah, yeah, and he got stationed up in northern Michigan, and him and his buddies went across the border into Canada for a night out, and he met my mother, and and then years after... Three of my four, three of us were, three of the four of us were born in Michigan, and my youngest daughter, sister was born in uh, Canada, so that's why I was born in Detroit. Oh wow, that's awesome, man! Um, yeah, yeah. So, when you were when you were a kid, was it kind of um, the typical Canadian kid born on skates, or did you kind of find the game of hockey a little bit later? 
I, I have a picture of me at three years old with uh, Montreal sweaters on with the red, white, and blue uh, socks and uh, on skates. Three years old. Right on. So, <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, was, I was born on the ice for sure. Well, I, I mean, I kind of wish it was probably wasn't a Habs jersey, but, you know, that's each their own there. <laughs> like, at least I, I always I have, I have a little bit of a soft spot because, like we spoke before, you know, Nyland is my favorite player, so I have Nyland. a little soft spot for Montreal. But not I too much. You. I hear you. No. <laughs> um, well, you could give nine the props. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, did you play competitive a lot? Like, did you did you play? Well, let's see. If you moved back to Canada, did you play in like bantams and everything like that? Junior A and Junior B. Definitely, I played um, in. I grew up in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. We had um, the Triple A league there, the Great North, uh, Great Northern Hockey, Bantam Hockey League, and it's Triple A hockey. I played with some good players, and uh, my draft year wasn't so good. Um, the year after my draft year, I went to Barrie, Ontario. I played in the Junior B there for a season, and then after that, I pretty much quit hockey for a few years. I went to university in Michigan at Ferris State University, played a little bit of ball over there, and spent two years there, and then I came back home for a few years and just played uh Native Men's League Hockey. It was a weekend tournament uh, circuit that we did, and we played for money, and it was some of the best, funnest hockey I ever played in my life. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, I noticed that you on uh, on Facebook there, you know, I see you're kind of big into the Native stuff. Is that is that on your mother's side that you kind of get that in your blood from you? Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm a mother's uh, full, full blood uh, Ojibwe uh, Native, and so I would be half. <laughs> oh, wow. And def- definitely, yes. We... Um, I didn't grow up much in the, my culture. I grew up in uh, on and off the reserve. And when I was, how old was I, 30-something, I got back into my culture. I started doing sweat lodges, and I, uh, the kids and I got dressed up, and we did uh, powwows. We danced, um, stuff like that. Well, that's so, awesome, man. Uh, um, uh, yes. It's always good to yeah, keep it, keep the culture in, alive and where you came definitely. from and everything like that. Definitely, definitely. So That's what, uh, yeah, I'm trying to instill in my, my children some of the stuff that I missed out as, as a child. Yeah, absolutely absolutely 100 percent. even my fiance you know she's puerto rican and i'm about as white as they come but okay. you know, we still want to instill you know like you know don't forget the puerto rican heritage that you have in you it's it's always important to know where you come from and keep it keep uh, it alive and keep absolutely. it burning somehow you know definitely but you find yourself in the uhl for you know five games in winston uh winston salem well, excuse me can't even talk winston salem <laughs> um yeah. but how did that come about man I was in southern Ontario working construction, um, and my cousin, my cousin, uh, my cousin Mark, Mark Cyrus, he's, a, he's an avid boxing fan. He loves, he loves sports. He's a hell of a hockey player when he was young. But he called me and asked me if I wanted to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, I, I hadn't been in real hockey since I was 18. Right. I think, I, don't, I can't remember how old I was then, 26 maybe at the time, and I said, what the hell? So he he put together a sports resume for me and all the things I had done in the past, and three teams called me. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I chose Winston-Salem because uh, my father's roots are down there, and I have never been. So that's that's how I chose there. And um, I did well in the beginning, and then it just it, uh, didn't go very well quickly. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, they asked me if they wanted me to, to be traded to their team, and I said, no, I'm, I'm done. Oh, that was it? So yeah, I just went back home. Well, you know, you said you might have been done, but the next year you find yourself in the uh, <laughs> the crazy and, QSPHL. Yeah. 
And my best friend growing up, John Pine, he he was in the, he he did um, we got we went to the Sault Ste. Marie uh, Greyhound training camp at I think we were 16 years old he, he and I, and um, he made a range to the red and white game and he was a really good hockey player. So this man had uh, I hadn't seen him in years. We grew up together, best friend, and he moved to Quebec. He married a French lady, and he calls me up out of the blue and says uh, that he he played a couple games with uh, Sorel. And he said, they're looking for guys. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm pretty much done hockey. I had um, had a girlfriend at the time working full time, and then, uh, I was just done with the, the rat race of uh, traveling around. But I hadn't seen him in years, so I said, you know what? I'll come, I'll play a couple games, and I'll see you for a week or two or whatever, and then I'm going to come back. And, and within three months of arriving here, I had a, a full-time job. I was playing hockey on the weekends and uh, met my daughter's mother. Oh so, wow! Well, there you go. Happened, yeah, it all happened really quickly. Well, I mean, <laughs> so my my three my three week stint turned into and I'll be here in Quebec twenty years this September. Oh wow, that's awesome! I was gonna say, I think you had was I, going over the notes here. I think you had about thirteen or fifteen seasons in Quebec there. Uh, yeah, thirteen, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now going into the league, though, did you hear about kind of the antics? I know it wasn't the LNAH yet, but I know it still had kind of that reputation back then. Did you? Did you kind of hear about it? Or did your buddy tell you that, hey, this is uh, <laughs> this might be a little bit different well, than I, any hockey league you've gone to? No, he told me exactly what they were looking for, for somebody to fight. Oh, and, and you said, um, I'm game? And, absolutely. <laughs> hell yeah. What the hell? They're, they're, pay, they're paying me to fight a couple times a night? I'll, I'll do that, I said. <laughs> and uh, the, mo- the, the thing is, I wanted to come and see my buddy. Like I said, he and I, uh, I've been traveling around, and he's moved away, and I just wanted to see my buddy, really, and to play a couple games with him. Right, and um, when I came here the first night, they did a radio interview with me, and um, I believe I was playing against one of the Roberts. Um, I think Serge Roberts was on the other team that night for Quebec, and um, I had played against him in the UHL in one of the five games I played, and uh, he and I we never fought. I never fought him, but um, they lined me up against some friggin' monster, six foot six guy or something, and. Uh, I was upset because the fight lasted very short. We fell, fell to the ice, and I was mad because I didn't put on a good enough show, I thought. But they were they were pretty happy with the fact that I just um, wasn't afraid, I guess. Right. They were right. happy with, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of looking for, like, that hired gun in that league, obviously. Um, Absolutely. Well, you had a teammate with you there in uh, Sorrell that first year, and you had, uh, it was uh, LP, was it Carboneau? Is that how you say, am I pronouncing that right? <laughs> LP Louis Philippe Charbonneau. Charbonneau. Okay, you're right. Yeah, all these. Charbonneau, so I'm, yeah. I'm working on my French here as I go throughout these That's interviews. Fine, yeah. yeah, I hear you. I, <laughs> but, I mean, hear he you. had 409 I, penalty I've, minutes. I've been there. What was he like? Yeah, LP was a horse, man. That kid. Uh, he was young when I got there. I think I was almost, I don't know, 28 or something. He must have been 22 or three. He's younger than I am. But this kid was a horse. He was uh, strong, cocky, can skate, can hit, can fight. Um, I was glad I was on his team, actually. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Now, do you remember kind of the? Do you remember what your first uh, run-in with Danik Lassard was like? Uh, Danik played for Laval, and we had a great rivalry against those guys. We filled our barn, twenty-five, three thousand people, standing room only, and it was it was uh, it was the event of the of the week when they came to town. Right. And um, the fir- I'm not sure if I fought Danik before the time that I had caught him with the with the one punch, but. Um, he was a young guy back then too, uh, full of uh, piss and vinegar, you know. And he he was ready to make a name for himself. But, right. Um, no, that the night uh, the night I believe you're talking about, I knocked him, I knocked him out in, in Sorrel that night, and he uh, 
he came off the bench charging at me and and uh i caught him <laughs> it seemed like well i was going through your fight card man and it seems like every other fucking game it would be you and Lassard, you and Lassard. <laughs> every other game yeah. it was it yeah. just kind of it just kind of stuck with you the entire time you were in the league eh well definitely like um it got tough towards the end of the last few seasons because I got traded uh, quite a, not quite a bit, but I got traded a few times and, and you're playing against guys that you played with and then you'd have to go fight them. Right. And I knew, yeah. And I became somewhat friends with Danik. I know him, I know, I know him better now, obviously than I did then, but, um, the last couple of times I fought him, he and I, I think we had a mutual respect for each other where like, um, I hit him one time. I remember, and, um, I caught him a bit. And then I let up a little bit, and then uh, the next thing I know, my helmet goes flying off because he threw a right hand and knocked my helmet flying. So I said, I said to myself, I said, "Oh, okay, this is this is actual fighting. You don't you don't take it easy on anybody. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do because the other guy's gonna do exactly the same thing, eh?" That's right. But no, good good guy. He's he's still involved in uh, in the league, uh, but I believe he's part owner of a team. He's been through a lot and um, good guy, man. I was about to say, did you, I, I don't know if you saw, but he's actually coming back and playing this year. For the Marquis uh, up there in the LNH, he's him and uh, him and Sheriff really? McMorrow. Yeah, he's coming back. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, God bless him, man. I don't know. That's I, what um, I said. Well, I think yeah. you know, I think he's coming back just to hit the 500 fights and then be done. He's and he's been done, chasing eh? that. Oh, yeah. What's he at? How much he got? Oh fuck! I want to say it's like 400. He's at 493, maybe or 497. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's close to it. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's something to shoot for. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> it's just, it's just funny, man, because you know, you see, it's like unheard of these days, anyway, with how the game is. But you see it in like the oh, L and H yeah. and everything he's he's been through with, you know, the his unfortunate gunshot wounds and everything like that. But it's like, here's the L and H enlist today. <laughs> Go get 500 fights. Hey. Holy shit! Exactly, man. Exactly. That's what um, I think. One of the I was watching or looking at a. Um, website online and I had uh, all my stats and people's stats and I think I had over 300 fights in that, that friggin league oh yeah so yeah yeah people that's what I mean we we the people came to see what we knew what they're there for you know half the half the fans are there to see some hockey the other fans wanted to see four or five good good fights you know what I mean so this oh, is what yeah. we did week in week out yeah it's like that's the stigma around the league and I know I understand why some people might not like it and I totally understand that but at the same time, you can't. I, I never like to take away because people will just kind of shit on players such as yourself or other guys who would, you know, do the role of the fighting and kind of play it up a little bit. But the punches were real. You know, it's not like you weren't getting punched well, or you weren't knocking dudes out. So <laughs> you don't lose any credibility no. there. No, it's definitely real. No, for sure. The um, oh, people when people talk about the so-called goons, they think they they can't play hockey, they can't skate. It's just. It's just at some certain level, like I said, I played high high quality hockey my whole life, and um, and at some point you you reach your your own uh, pinnacle of, of what you can do on the ice, and some people can can carry that on to higher levels, and some people stop at the um, North American Hockey League. Right. That's what I tell these guys. I tell these guys in the dressing room. I said, "This is my NHL." You know, when all these all these so-called tough guys were coming from other leagues and. And they were scared of these guys. I'm saying, you know what? If they're, they're they're coming. This is this is my league. This is my NHL. I would tell them. Yeah, and, that's uh, awesome. Don't be don't be afraid of anybody, man. Just go do right. what you got to do. They're here for a reason. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, that year you were in Sorrell, uh, you know, the first year you were there, you also fought a guy named Mike Brault. Who, and for those out there who don't know who Mike Brault is, he's the guy with the most career 
uh, at least on the on paper, the most career hockey fights of all time. It's like six hundred and something. It's some stupid number. And it, it might even be yeah. seven hundred. Now that I think about it, his name is Mike Bro. Oh, it's Mike Bro. It's I've always said Bro because yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. a stupid American. I hear you. No, I'm just helping you out because oh, I, right. I said the same yeah. thing first time. Brushing too. up on my French. You helped me out here. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That guy uh, came to the league. He was the he was the man when I first came here. He was uh, tough as nails, strong as hell. I I, ne- I think I fought him a handful of times, and not once did I do well. <laughs> you just you got you got you got these guys that you sometimes you just can't get. And he was he's not much bigger than I am. Like a lot of the guys in the league were a lot bigger than me, but uh, he he's probably six foot, I would think, but strong as strong as a horse and uh, and hit hard. But uh, yeah, he wasn't afraid of anybody. I could have fight anybody too. Right. Uh, it's crazy. I can't. I can't even fathom that trying to sit there, let alone go fight on on ice with a crowd of you know a thousand to five thousand people in a barn, and then go out there and do it six, seven hundred times, whatever his number is. That's unreal. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. Even yourself with three hundred, like holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I, I like I said, I'm. I had enough. I had enough at three hundred. <laughs> yeah. These guys are. These guys are carrying on the five and six and seven. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Um, like I mean, my I I, I they um, a team called me what three or four years ago. They they would call me every year for the past four or five years to come back and play. And um, in the, the one year I said, and no, in the uh, one of the, uh, the lesser leagues in, oh, okay. in here. And um, and I said yes one year. Just my buddies were. I was at work the day. My buddies were saying, "Yeah, do it, do it, do it." So, but they came when they came to the. Uh, the owners' meetings at the beginning of the season, they, they didn't allow me and a couple other guys to play in that league, in which I was actually pretty happy about. Because, uh, <laughs> like I said, man, I don't know. I'm over, I was pushing over 40 at the time. And oh, my hands just, are you, done, my shoulders are done, knees are gone. You know? It just wears on your body so much. Well, hockey alone yeah. will wear down your body, but the role that you had, man, it's just, oh. And, well, I, I wanted to ask you about your role, too. Did you ever – did you just have a natural liking – or were you drawn to fighting, or did somebody kind of push you in that direction? Um, no, I grew up, um, well, I don't know if you know anything about reservations, but um, you, you grow up somewhat tough, right? A lot of, a lot of guys will, will test you, and, and especially for me, I grew up on, off the reserve half the time, and when I was down on the reserve, I was the, the kid from town, you know what I mean? So people would test me, and I grew up just... just um, like at 15 or 16, I think I had my first hockey fight, just punching the guy in the screen with my bare hand. Right. Which uh, my my father said, "What the hell's wrong with you after the game?" <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I was a bit of a um, short short uh, short at times in sports. I, I I got in a fight in football. I had a fight in baseball. Um, <laughs> Even fo- so, yeah. What did you do? Charge the mound? Did somebody somebody beam you with a pitch? I stole second base and uh, center fielder. Uh, actually, he played for the Toronto Argonauts. This guy, he, um, I'm not gonna say his name, but he said something derogatory towards me. And ah, that'll safe. do it. Yeah, so I ran out to center field and we started a little brawl there. It was pretty good, actually. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> oh yeah. shit! Uh, the one more fight I wanted to ask you about for this first year, uh, you fought a guy named Steve Laplante. And the funny thing about it, if you look at the uh, the footage for that fight. You throw your glove at him <laughs> before the fight. What? Uh, yeah. He, what made he, you do that? He, he pissed me off. <laughs> Where we were, I um, 
I didn't remember until I, I saw the actual footage of the other day. My buddy, uh, I don't know if it was you, you guys posted it or somebody posted it. And um, I remember it. I remembered it like it was yesterday. I, like, he, we're in Laval, and um, when guys ask you to fight, normally you say yeah. But at that point in the game, I said no. I, I'm not going to fight right now. I'm going to. It's early in the game or whatever it was. I can't remember. But he suckered me, punched me with his glove on, and um, so I, I got a little upset. And that's where the throwing the glove at him came from. <laughs> hey, any, was, was anything to piss happy. him off. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so your next year, you're in Sorel again. And, you know, you fight Lassard, of course, another <laughs> X amount of times. <laughs> yeah. But you fight a guy, and I've seen a picture of him. I haven't I haven't seen too, too many of his fights. But, I mean, this dude was just jacked. Was uh, oh, Ronnie Valenti. What was it like to fight him? Ronnie, Ronnie was a muscle man. That guy, he's a buddy of mine. I like Ronnie. He's a really good guy. He, um, just a real strong guy. Like, uh, I can't, I don't know what his stats were, 240 or something. Just, just ripped. And, uh, very strong, very strong and, uh, tough. But I, I caught him, I caught him a couple times also, I believe. I fought him in a boxing match one time <laughs> where I had, I had participated in, uh, tournaments. In Michigan, tough man contest in my youth, when I was 20, 20, 21, 22 years old or so, and I've been in the ring a few times, and it was his first time in the ring, and that's what they would do in the summertime over here is get the get the goons from the league to fight in these amateur boxing contests to bring some people to the, to the <laughs> arena. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, I caught him. I caught him with a with a punch and put him down. But um, no, tough guy. Uh, fight anybody. Like I said, you could probably name anybody I fought against in this league, and. I, somewhat similar uh, comments about them. Oh, yeah. Not Everyone many, was just tough as nails. Tough as nails. Everybody's ready to go. And it was uh, the fucking man's league, man. This is... Uh, some of the guys came in for a year or two and just never came back, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, the way I, it was described best, I think, was uh, by Dean Marion on the 4th Line Voice podcast. And <laughs> he just describes it. It's like gladiators, you know? Like, it's almost like the... Uh, the like the Roman Colosseum the way it is and just two guys yeah. go in and one comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm remembering fondly the the nights before games when you know it's going to be chaos the next night and uh, you can't sleep and you know you're going to fight two at least twice and some of the time most of the time there'd be a um, warm up brawl and it's, it's, <laughs> it's chaos but. Yeah, it's definitely the 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 crowd would stand up, and you know you're starting the game, and there's three three your four lines out there against their fourth line, and and you know it's gonna go, and uh, it's definitely it it was um it was intense, there's no doubt about it. But yes, absolutely. When uh, when you're talking about uh, one in, two in, one out, that's exactly the way it was, man. <laughs> and the crowd crowd loved it, and you're taking pictures with the kids afterward and and signing autographs and. Yeah, it was it was it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Right, that's awesome. Um, another guy you happen to fight who's abs- another legend in that league and actually just made an entire he well, he just retired I think two or three years ago. But uh, I love that he's one of my favorites from the league. But Joel the Animal Terrio, what was it like fighting him? <laughs> that's my buddy. Oh, really? Like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, we're not that close, but we talk once in a while. But uh, the first. He was one of the guys I was telling about um, all the guys. Look, I didn't know half these guys, you know what I mean? Right. And um, so when they would say that uh, when Joel came to the league, I, we're playing him that night, and everybody's afraid that he's this guy, tough guy, and all this stuff. And 
Uh, I got on the ice and I, I faced off against them and I hit them in the pads and I said, "Listen, I'm not afraid of you." I said, "They said you want you, you don't want to fight," and um, that's that's just the mentality I had. But uh, Joel, Joel, fight anybody, anytime. Strong as hell, tall, strong, good hockey player. Um, crazy as hell too. Yeah. So you you know what you'll get when you have him on your team. There's no doubt about it. I just, I just, his fight with Morasti that he has is still probably one of my favorites of all time. It was, it was when they were both at the end of their careers, and they're both just swinging away at each other. I don't know if you've if you've happened to seen that one, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's fucking great. I've seen it. I've seen it, and then they they shake hands afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's two 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 warriors going at it, man. That's what I mean. This is this is there's a mentality with these guys, with people like us that. Uh, we know exactly what we're there to do, and it's a job for us sometimes, you know, and, and the respect given is shown shown immensely with, with the way those two guys just punched each other in the face multiple times and then and then gave each other the respect uh, they both afford at the end. They even both, I, I have them on my phone somewhere, I'd have to go back, I have a bunch of different hockey fight pictures on my phone, but they even took, they took pictures together after the game on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Thought, yeah, we, we would, we the guys would go to the bar after the game and have some beers there, and the other team would be there, and we'd be talking. I remember, um, what the heck was his name? Sasha Lakovich. Oh, yeah, he, um, the pit bull. Yeah, Sasha, yeah, he played, uh, he played St. Jean for a little while, and that's the first time I fought Marin that night and uh being a uh, big freaking man he caught me with a, a jab he jabbed me and uh i fell on my knees and that was my my second fight of the night and i went to the dressing room and i had half my gear off and the trainer says come back they only give you two minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, two minutes for getting punched in the face with a jab and uh and i gotta go back out so then I've got my gear back on. I'm on the bench, and then they put Marin back on the ice, and then everybody's like quiet. You know what I mean? This is his first year in the league. And I look at the coach. I said, I'll go. He says, really? I said, well, yeah, of course I'll go. So I jump on the ice, and I, I kept my hands high that time. And uh, we had a fight. But at the point I'm getting to is after the, after the game, we're outside in the, in, the lot, in the parking lot, and Sasha came up to me, or like there's four or five of us talking, and he shook my hand uh, just for the fact that I – I got knocked down by a big man, and then went right back on and went after him again. You know what I mean? So that's what, um, like I said, these guys. We all know what we do, and 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 it's not easy. And uh, that's where the respect comes in, just from uh, knowing what each other has been through and what we're doing. Absolutely, it's funny because normally I don't like it too too much. Wise, I think it's a little too buddy buddy now in the NHL, just yeah. a little bit. But and the LNH, as far as like shaking hands after a fight and everything, like. You were there for a reason, and these guys, you and other guys were. So I, I think that's, I, it's more okay in that league that, to me than it is in the NHL. <laughs> for yeah, well, whatever uh, reason. Obviously, obviously, there's a balance for sure. Exactly. Because, uh, the, guy, the guys I didn't like, I always fought better against than the guys I did like. You know what I mean? So I tried, uh, like I said, towards the end of the career, the last three or four years, I was playing against guys I knew and played with, and uh, had to had to drop the gloves with. And it wasn't, it's not as, it's not, it wasn't as fun for me as when I first began the first uh, few years of the league when. Everything was new, and the guys you knew, you didn't know whether how you're going to do against them or who they were. That's, that was a lot easier for me. Right. But, um, definitely, the respecting um, there, there, there is a line, absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah. So the next year, uh, you're in Sorrell again, 
And, you know, with only 17 games played, he still managed to get 84 pims, so that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but you fought a guy who, for those out there, and um, I'm, I wonder if you've seen it too, but have you ever seen the, uh, it's the Tough Guys documentary? It's for, um, uh, what is it? It's for like the, I forget what league it was, but it was down south, and it was all about the tough guys in the southern hockey leagues and everything like that. Uh, I'm not sure if I saw that one. No. Oh, it had a guy named uh, Mr. Kevin Holiday in there, and you happen to f- yeah, yeah, you yeah, happen yeah, to yeah. fight him. Yeah, I uh, that was um, again against Saint Jean when their first year in the league. He they had a freaking tough team, and um, Aaron fought one of our guys, and then I fought Holiday. That I didn't know him from the hole in the ground until then, and I thought I did bad. Here's a good story actually, because I thought I had did, done bad. He punched me multiple times. And I went to the dressing room after, and I was upset with my performance. But uh, a couple of years later, I was playing with uh, Dean Marin, and I told him about that fight. And he says, uh, what are you talking about? You did bad. He said, you broke his nose, and he broke both of his hands on your head, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I, did, I, I guess I did better than I thought. But anyways, I did, it's a tough guy, good hockey player. Um, don't know him very, very well at all. He, I don't think he played uh, in the league too long. No, I think he was only there for just that one season. And I think he called it after yeah. that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that I I heard reference to the he he had the most fights in one of those leagues down there, I believe. Yeah, it was uh, during that documentary. He broke the record. It was something like it was forty something fights, I believe, in one season. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it was like I think it was like yeah. forty six or forty seven, maybe. Oh shit, that's good, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's in that documentary and. It's a really, it's a really good watch. It was for even for like the, I think it was like the late '90s, early 2000s is when it took place. But it was still really well done for being that. It was kind of like almost like pioneer, like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll have to check that out for sure. Absolutely. Um, but this year you had man, it's like it's probably one of my favorite fight cards of yours. You just fought so many big names this year, and even in only 17 games played, I couldn't imagine just fighting this. This amount of times against these fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have Pat Allard, well, uh, Kevin Bullduck, Jock Dubé, Sebastian Sear, Ken Tasker, Mike Bajerny, Craig Martin, and Dan Kopeck. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's what. Uh, well, that that was a job, man. Whoever is on the other line, that's why. That's why I fought. That's who I was up against. And that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, you know, fun, the funny thing is, I you know, I, I should probably have your fucking fight card up in front of me, but I don't have it. But I don't even think that's all your opponents. Those are just the big names I wrote down <laughs> while I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the seventeen the seventeen games was with Sorrell, and then I believe I got traded that year to um, I can't remember now who, but uh, yeah, there's a longer list than that for sure. Um, so what was fighting Ken Tasker like? Ken Tasker, man, he's got like one of the probably, if not the greatest hockey fight of all time. Versus oh, Trevor Sin. Oh God, it's one of my favorites. Oh, it's well. If you listen to if you if you listen to the intro of the podcast, man, I have that fight call in there. I have is that, to. Is that what it is? Oh awesome, yeah, man. absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I didn't know I didn't know Ken before uh, before that, but uh, not, just another tough guy, really good guy. I got to know him. I played with him in Saint Cynthia Saint, I believe, for a few games towards the end of one year. But uh, class guy, man, tough as nails, and fight anybody, and good hockey player. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, Ken, Ken's a beauty. I'm trying to actually get him on the show. Hopefully I can get him on here soon. That'd be fucking great. Uh, yeah. 
But out of that list, I got to ask you about another guy, uh, Dan Kopech. And for those out there, Dan Kopech had an episode on the fourth line voice, so definitely go check that out after this. But what was it like fighting Kopech and that Laval team? Well, the fucking the Laval team, bunch of <laughs> bunch of fucking that was a tough tough team they had. Like, that team was so it was like, stupid tough. <laughs> I, I, I remember, um, like I said, there would be a. I don't know. With Sunday, a Sunday evening, or whatever it was, Saturday evening, whatever night we played, and we'd be in Laval, and uh, you couldn't hear a pin drop in the dressing room, man. <laughs> oh, I bet. Everybody's getting, every, everybody's getting dressed, and they know what's going to happen. And I, for for myself, I wasn't worried because I, I fight twice and I'm done. I don't have to play the whole game. You know, what I mean, these these guys have to. Have they got to play against these fuckers, and, and they got a battle exactly. It's almost easier for me. Right. I got two fights and I'm out, and, and these, these guys got to play the whole game against these these guys. They're just, uh, just an incredible team. Just two full lines of tough guys. Fuck, it was ridiculous. They would they would have to uh, knock each other out of the way to get into a fight because there's too many of them. <laughs> just you know it's like I mean? piranhas, man. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. It was. I, I enjoyed it though. I really did. I liked going there and doing what I could do for my team, and hopefully squeak out a win. We we won a couple over there, but not not too often, man. But the fight uh, you're talking about, I'm not. I can't remember the specifics of that fight. I'd have to rewatch the tape on that. I don't remember fighting him. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it gets a little, uh, little foggy to remember yeah, after little, 300 of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, man, well, I mean, fuck this. Uh, even the next year too, over here, uh, your 0304 season with Sorrell, you uh, you fought a guy who went on to become a kind of a. A UFC phenom for a little bit, but one Mr. Steve Bosse. Yes, sir. How was Steve? Steve, Steve, uh, good guy. I, I uh, got to know him. Also, he um, he was young at the time. I got I got lucky. He was new to the league, and I, I fought him the time, and I caught him a little bit. But but towards um, towards uh, a couple years after, I started growing in confidence, realizing that he was uh, big and strong and tough enough to, to play in this league, and and he went on to do to do good things in that league. He's tough as nails, hit hard strong as hell, big man, you know what I mean? And uh, he carried it on to a UFC career, which is awesome, man. I'd love to see that. Yeah, Boss is awesome, and I have two of his jerseys, and they're like one of my prized possessions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Good guy, man. Good Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Yeah. like him a lot. Another guy you happen to fight that year is kind of a, almost a minor league legend himself, too, is uh, one Mr. Dodie Wood. Dodie. Yeah, another guy I didn't see. I, uh, I spent so many years away from the game, I didn't know these guys that well. And, right, um, and when like I just whoever shows up, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight whoever whoever's on their team and line up against me, then I'm gonna fight them. But this this guy, yeah, tough, big, strong man. My my cousin, actually, my cousin was at that game. I fought him in uh, I believe it was in Verdun. Um, yep, he played for Verdun that year. Yeah, he he said uh, my cousin said I thought that man was gonna what do you say throw you around or something like that. Anyways, it was it was a good it was a good fight. I watched the tape uh, I don't know a while back. And um, yeah, like most of the guys I fought, they were bigger and stronger than I was. But I, I would hang in there and do the best I could, and it was a good freaking fight. That's awesome. Now, how did you kind of um, like honestly, man? Out of all the you know hockey fights I've watched, and of course, there's still a bunch of untapped hockey fights I haven't watched. But out of all the players I've watched, I don't know if anybody has more knockout punches than you do. <laughs> <laughs> how did you oh, did, was it something you worked on off ice or on ice to just get this fucking wicked right hand that was just an ambient fucking giver yeah, i don't i don't know where where that comes from i just uh, like i i say i played 
football and baseball, and I was always throwing as a kid. And um, I didn't train for boxing until I was in my probably middle 20s, early late 20s. My cousin and I trained a little bit, but I just, I just could always hit hard. Just, um, I remember a guy, I was in the, an exhibition game in uh, Winston-Salem, we're up in Asheville, and uh, a kid, uh, he, almost, he almost cross-checked me in the face. And um, we dropped our gloves, and I hit him, and he fell down. And um, <laughs> well, that'll, knocked, that'll knocked, stop knocked it. Him out. Yeah, exactly. So after the after the game, one of the one of the players was asking me about has that happened? Like, just just wondering how many fights I've been in and stuff like that. And I said, well, I just hit people and they fall down. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know? And uh, that that's what kept me that's what kept me going for so long because I'm definitely not one of, not a very big man, and um, just the fact that I could hit hard probably uh kept me alive a lot longer in that that league than uh than anything else it's almost joey kosher like you know like you know joey kosher was he wasn't the biggest yeah. dude but he just just fucking dropped people it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. some guys i don't know it's, it's uh some guys have heavy hands you know and some guys are like big strong men don't hit as hard you know i, I don't understand why or what, what's behind that but but throughout my life, it's just it's just always been there. Like I, like I, t- I was talking earlier about the tough man contest in, in Michigan when I was younger. Um, never been in a boxing in my life, but I, I could throw a right hand. Uh, I would I'd win that way. Just just knocking people out with uh, with the right hand. Well, I mean, it worked. <laughs> you, yeah, you, exactly. You stayed in the league for a minute, <laughs> so you were doing something right. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure, man. One guy, I, well, I, you didn't fight him from what I can see on your fight card and kind of looking up video, but I want to know if you ever happened to have any run-ins with him because he was playing in the league at the time while you were as a, an absolute legend in the hockey world as a Link Gates. Link, Link, uh, the first year he came, um, the coach sent another guy after him, and I never got to fight him. I, uh, I played with him in St. Jean that year he fought Cote that uh uh, the one online where he and Co- uh, Patrick Oh, Coach that's a war. That's an awesome it. fight. But he, that place was electric that night, man. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, I think I think I wrote something on your on your uh, uh, Facebook post about uh, I was faced off against uh, Pat that that shift, and Link came over and tapped me on the ass. and says, "I got this one." Yeah. And then uh, that that that's the fight that took place. I was in. I think it was the playoffs, maybe. That was a freaking good fight. Anyways, uh, Link. I ne- no, I never fought Link. I played with him. Uh, I played one or two games against him, and then I played with him. So uh, he and I spent that year in, in St. Jean together, and we had a good year. He's a big, strong man, big fucking strong man. Was he uh, Was he still doing some crazy off-ice shit up there? Link, 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 Link is what he is, eh? <laughs> exactly. I believe, I believe every every hockey town in uh, northern North America has a story about Link Gates. But, uh, no, I found him to be... I never, I wasn't with him too much during the crazy times, but um, but uh, the sense I got of him, the way we talked and hung out, is just just another guy, man. Just a good guy that uh, had a little bit of a switch on, also. And um, but, no, I got nothing, <laughs> just a little nothing bit. bad to say about Link Gates. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they they uh, stick the stick throwing contest in the penalty box there with uh, what the hell is his name? Oh fuck it! Yeah, I think so. Oh, I remember right. I, I remember I posted that in the group, man, and some of the bleeding hearts just come out. Oh, this isn't fucking <laughs> hockey! And, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> and I, it's, it's well, it's crazy. funny because it's that shit. I, well, the, when they when they start saying that shit, I eat that up and I start posting more crazy L and H shit. More yeah, exactly, <laughs> I'm like fucking y'all can it have was, a whole bunch chaos. of it. <laughs> 
it's a form of hockey, Tom. It's a form of hockey. Exactly, man. That's the way I see it. Well, yeah. It's funny because a lot of these guys will say, like, you know, oh, fuck the LNAH. That's a stupid goon league. And then they're over there praising, like, you know, the Broad Street Bully Flyers. Well, you think they weren't pulling yeah. some crazy dumb shit back then? Come on now. Exactly. Where do you think the <laughs> template for the, for the league came from? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and Laval showed it. They put a put a team full of kids who can or men who can skate and they're tough as nails, and and you can win with that formula. Absolutely. You know I was just mean? watching yeah. the other day that that Les Chiefs documentary, which is an awesome one too. Yeah, that's that's the one where I uh, was boxing in that one. Yeah, where I fought uh, <laughs> Valenti. Yeah, yeah, you... yeah. That that's a great documentary. Great documentary, I'm, man. I'm friends with uh, I'm friends with uh, Mike Henderson now. He's got a store down on. Uh, I'm one of my buddies strip malls down here on the reserve, and um, we talk about we talk hockey once in a while, and we have some laughs about how crazy it was and the things we uh, different games. So yeah, it was pretty good. Right, that's that's fucking awesome, man. Well, you know, speaking of that that Cote and Gates fight, you happened to fight Cote that year. What was it like fighting him? Was he kind of well? I should ask. I want to ask too. So sorry to kind of you know cut you off right before you're about to talk, but um, was he kind of was he fucking crazy in that league? Because I know kind of sort of getting to the ender, like, or, well, I guess the backside yeah, of his yeah. career he was getting fucking crazy. Uh, you, you'd hear, like I said, I don't know Pat Cote that much. I know him from hockey, but um, the guys who were on his team will tell you better stories about him than that. But, um, but yeah, I've, I've heard some things. He's a crazy guy. Top, like, he's, I stood in front of him in Laval one time in a corner, and I was, that's probably the only time I had some fear in me. Because I stood there like a dummy, and then he hit me with a left hook and put me on my knees. Oh. So, yeah, because like, I, was, I was hesitant because it was him, you know what I mean? This guy just fucking he led the NHL in fights one year. Like, who the hell am I, you know what I mean? Right. But, um, but that went away quickly after that episode. I, I, did not, uh, I was not hesitant after that. But, uh, yeah, just an just a animal, just a big, strong man. Yeah, it's unfortunate and, kind of the, uh, the path he went down, but... Yeah, fuck it. Um, uh, yeah. I, res- I, I still have nothing but respect for him as a fucking fighter, man. He was awesome. You know, he fought exactly. Probert, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Well, I grew up with uh, Denny Lambert, and he and I were talking uh, it was probably seven years ago, and he played with uh, Cote in Nashville. Mm. And he told me some stories. Um, was, it, was it Nashville? Where the hell was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was in Nashville. Denny, Denny, yeah, exactly. And he told me some stories that, um, like after, after, uh, after practice or after the game, they would room together, and he would he would take off and go out, and uh, <laughs> would never show up, but whatever he did. But, um, but yeah, just uh, the things that happened to him in the, in the, in the early past now is uh, it's sad actually to uh, to have to go that far from where 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 he was, you know. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I almost think the, the same thing yeah. with Link Gates after that accident because he he could play the fuck out of hockey too. He was actually really good at the game, yep. but after that car accident, everything kind of went south a little bit. But well, what was what was that uh, Sports Illustrated story they had after they drafted him? The, uh, oh was it fuck! Minnesota, eh? Yeah, it was. Uh, I drafted Link to protect Madonna. Madonna. Or no, I, well, no it was, I, dra- I drafted Madonna to pr- protect the franchise. I drafted Link to protect Madonna, and I should have should have drafted, drafted a, a lawyer. lawyer. Yeah, to protect Link. <laughs> that's what it was. That's beautiful. That's oh, beautiful. It that's is, a, man. Yeah. It's still the yeah, oh, his, that's still the his, greatest draft his, picture. Oh, absolutely. His, yeah, you know, he uh, he told me about that. He got in a fight in uh, 
think in a bar the night before or something. I, I, I mean, so I know had, it's everybody's heard a Link Gates story, but I thought it was, I've heard it was like seven guys that tried to fight him in a bar or some shit. I would not put it past him, man. That guy, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he's, he's a big man, took up a lot of room, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the yeah. next year, man, and I've heard of this league and I don't know too much of it, but it wasn't the Q, uh, the QSPHO or the LNH, but it was it was called the LHSPAA. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> exactly. But what was was that um, what, league? What I, What's that? What team did I play for in that league? Oh, fuck. I have to go to your damn. Yeah, was it, Let me see here. It might have been either uh, Louisville or, or La Pocachai. Oh well, now you're now you're speaking stuff I can't even fucking say right. So I'm gonna yeah, end up, exactly. I'm gonna end exactly. up butchering it. So, but anyways, these leagues are just similar to the North American league, but just uh, probably less skill. Right, tough, and that's tough as, tough as hell. But yeah, that's what I kind of noticed from what I was kind of doing. I would try to do a little bit of research on it, and it seemed like you know the the fighting and everything was still there but the skill wasn't and i believe i have a fight dvd who uh, my buddy john over in the uk sent me um with that league in it but i wasn't a hundred percent sure exactly what it was nope. tough as nails also these guys um like i said when it doesn't matter what league you're in it if you're tough you're tough and these guys just because they couldn't skate or or participate in the higher levels of league didn't mean they weren't they weren't tough and uh, you went to war every weekend, every night, man. To whoever stood across from you, they're ready to go. And similar, just just not. It's just, it's it's comparable to any other league. You know, the AHL to to the East Coast League. It's just one step below. That's right. All. That's what I. That's yeah. what I figured. But I mean, hell, Pat uh, Pat was still down there. So, and you happened to fight him down there yeah. too. What was uh? What yeah, was I it like fighting Pat? It was always awkward to fight Pat. Heavy guy, strong guy. Never, I never, I never did really well against him either. But, um, but you're in a fight every time you fought him. Every time you fought him, you're in a fight. Right. But yeah, that's about that. Um, what the hell was I just gonna say about that other league? Oh, the reason why I changed leagues was um, I was I was supposed to slow down and stop playing hockey. I had children <laughs> by then, and uh, the guy, one of the coaches, approached me to play in that league. He says one game a week. And I talked to my daughter's mother at the time, and she was she was on, all on on board for that that I wouldn't be gone two and three nights a week. And um, but then it turned out to be the same thing. I was gone two two nights a week in that league also. So right, but yeah. So that's the reason why I left the North American League to go to that league in the beginning. Well, it's funny because you left that league and still uh, your your good rival Danik Lassard still followed you there. Couldn't get rid of the rid bastard. Of yeah. <laughs> no, what what happened was I uh, in that league I got to play with a couple guys that I haven't played with before. I played with uh, Paul Chance. I uh, I didn't like fighting that guy either. He was same same height as me, but but strong and and very good cardio and. Um, I was never one for uh, for great cardio, and uh, he would always <laughs> nobody likes me. cardio. <laughs> and I just I know my cardio is the worst, but uh, yeah, I, I got to play with a couple guys that I didn't play with before, and that it was that was that was fun. I like that. Uh, another guy that was in that league as well, <clears throat> who you happen to fight, who was also in the LNH, was uh, Matthew. Ra- uh, is it is it Rabby or Rabby? I've been wondering how to pronounce this. Rabby. Rabby. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. So you got yeah. Matthew Rabby. What was it like fighting him? Big, strong man. 
big. What the hell is he? Six four, something like that. Six three. He's a big, big, strong guy. Lefty a little bit. Um, awkward. Like I said, these guys are strong, well-conditioned athletes, and um, it was not easy fighting him. But um, but I fought him a few times, and uh, yeah, never never really never really got the opportunity to do too well against him. Like I said, he's strong and long, and uh, kept me kept me tied up pretty good. But um, yeah, real strong guy, good hockey player too. <clears throat> I got to play with him actually one year in uh, in the, that that the team uh, you cannot pronounce uh, La Pocatay. It's a city out west. Out east <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that pronunciation to you, yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I got to play with him the one year. Him and uh, who was the other uh, another tall defenseman that played and were done, I believe. Can't remember his name, but there are two monsters, two <clears throat> six foot four guys, two hundred and thirty forty pound guys that uh, that will fight anybody. Also. Right. Um, so you end up in another league too, and I, <clears throat> I, I had never heard of this one. I had heard of the um, the LHSPAA. But I'd never heard of this one, which is the, uh, according to the, you know, uh, drop your gloves, it's LCH. What is that league? The LCH is just another another league below. In, I don't know, Quebec, they have all these leagues, man. I'm telling you, they, the people love their <laughs> hockey over here. And um, they start these leagues with uh, five, eight teams and the small little towns. And, uh, and it's, that's, their, that's their Saturday nights, man. Friday nights, Saturday nights at the rink watching uh, some semi-pro hockey and some good fights and the crowd loves it and it's just it's just another one of those leagues i believe um i believe even that it might be the same league they just changed the letters in a couple of years oh gotcha yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that's what it is okay so well going back you find yourself in the lnh later that year what made you kind of go back there um they call me back man uh what was his name? Dean Legatakos. Uh, <laughs> you got, you got drafted again? <laughs> I got drafted again, man. Yeah. Yep. What had happened was, uh, I believe I was playing Shawinigan in, in one of those other leagues that year, and we had a chance to go to the Allen Cup. But I had showed up late in the year, and I don't know if I was going to be able to make the roster if we, if we did wind up winning. We had a good team that year. And then uh, Dean called me and had a place for me on the Three Rivers team, and um, I said, yeah. So that that was the year that uh, I fought Pat Cote in, in the playoffs in the in a, a bench clearing brawl. That was that year we won the championship that year in Three Rivers. Oh, that's awesome! So that's yeah, that's why I went back. It was just um, more more money and more hype. You know how it is. Yep. It's uh, more competitive, and uh, I wanted to get back. So that that was it. Yeah, according to Drop Your Gloves, it looks like Pat Cote was your last fight that year. <laughs> it was is that what it says? Yeah. The um, bench clearing brawl, you know, it's it's always uh, it's a pretty dangerous thing because there's a lot of guys out there throwing, oh, yeah. throwing hands. And uh, I jump the boards and I look across the ice and who's skating at me is freaking Pat Cote, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh Christ, here we go now. And uh, I was I was I was strong as hell at that time. I was training for boxing and uh, I was really strong, working every day and. And I caught him with a right hand in the side of the head, and I stunned him a bit. And we we're clinched up together, and like I was like, "Fuck, are we done or what?" Like, and, and we broke up, and he he went away. I think I went and fought another guy, and then I look over, and he's in the corner, fucking ragdolling one of my guys. <laughs> and that that's that's when I went over there and I pushed him, and then I told him, uh, "What the hell did I say?" I said, "I said, come on, NHL, I'm not afraid of you or something like that, something stupid like that." <laughs> and. Um, and then he we we skirted off and he looked at me and then he said something like, 
And his, his uh, accent, he says, uh, you're fat or something. He says to me, and it skated away. And that was the end of the brawl. Oh, wow. And everybody just separated. <laughs> yeah. And everybody just separated. And we went on to win that series and, and win, the, win the title that year. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great come on nhl fight me i ain't scared come on, of you <laughs> <NHL>. <laughs> that was oh, stupid shit. like that yeah that's great that's what i mean this, this is i didn't i didn't get to like i said i quit hockey after 18 years old and that was my comeback this is this is what i tell these guys this is my nhl yeah fuck it it's your nhl man make the best of it right fuck yeah exactly man they're paying me and, and the boys are good and I had a lot of good times, man. A lot of good times, man. Like a lot of good players I met and good people. And like I said, I, I got nothing, nothing but good things to say. Absolutely, man. So the next year you're in Three Rivers, and you, you I like this fight card of yours as well. Uh, and we were just talking about him the other day in the group, but you fought Ryan Hand. What was it like fighting him? I didn't like fighting Ryan. No, too, too big and strong, man. No, I couldn't. Uh, just big and strong, long. I, he, when you when you fight Ryan, he crouches down low, so you get a false sense of his height. But then when you grab onto him, that guy's he's a big guy and <laughs> strong as hell. And I fought him. I think I fought him two or three times. And uh, it looks day. like you fought him twice. Twice, okay, yeah. And um, oh no, I take that back. Three times. You got him three times. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, no, just 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 a, just an awkward guy for me to fight. Just those, those guys with the long arms and bigger and stronger. Well, the majority of them, but. But particularly him, he, he, I didn't. I didn't fare well against him. That's probably. I didn't get beat up very, very badly or anything like that. Just what I expected myself, and I didn't perform the way I would have wanted against him. But just because he's big and strong, man. Right. I think it's almost. It. I think it's like uh, William on the biscuit talks about. Sometimes, like the two guys' fight styles, they just don't. They just don't work. You know, it's not that you get beat up; it just nothing happens. You know. Nothing happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some guys, some guys, you fare that you shouldn't fare well against, and you do. And other guys, where you should do better than you do. And right. That's just the way it is at times. Yeah. Some guys are just awkward to fight, man. I don't know. It's uh, their, their technique, the way they, the way they, the grab is very important in fighting. Obviously, you know that where you first grab onto. Uh, and a lot of guys are good at it, and they can they can uh, keep you somewhat in check. Absolutely. So. You fought another guy that year who's, and we just talked about him earlier because he's making a comeback as well. Besides Janik Lassard, and yes, you fought him that year too. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> besides Lassard, um, Sean McMorrow, what was it like fighting him? Yeah, those two guys were new to the league, and uh, I fought both of them that night, that first night against them. And um, like I said, um, pretty much the same same response about everybody. He's a, he's I think he's bigger than Ryan, and uh, long and strong and. Um, I think I fought him once, maybe maybe twice, but um, no, nothing spectacular. Nothing. Nobody nobody got the upper hand too too much. And right. Just another, just another roll around, and uh, that was it, man. Put on a show. <laughs> yeah, good guy, really good guy. Uh, yeah, I want I, you know. I normally I watch uh, all the Sorrell games because they do the LNH TV. I don't even watch the NHL anymore, but I watch nah. the I watch the LNH. Um, I'll stream it to my TV, and normally I watch all the Sorrell games. But this year I'll be watching all the uh, the Marquise games for Lassard and McMorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, like I, I um, like I was talking about Mike Henderson the other day. He or the other the other minute he and I went to a game last year in Saint Jerome, and. Um, would we see Derek Parker was playing? He, you know, he's a healthy scratch that night. And a couple other guys I didn't really know, but um, 
yeah, it's not it's not the same as it was for sure. No, definitely not. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully this year they can they can pick it up a little bit, uh, get some of the boys back in there. Oh, the thing I like about it, you know, there might not, you know, even me just watching hockey, I don't need to see thirty three fights a game. <laughs> it's it's perfectly fine no. if I don't see that, but just some emotion, and they, it seems like they still show that even in the L and H, even though there's not that five fights a night it's it's not what i'm looking for but in the in the nhl every game is just kind of flat to me so i i, I really do still enjoy watching the lnh tv well I, I i love it i love the the fact that people are getting pissed off and throwing their gloves down like you know what i mean like, exactly exactly so the, like I, I can i can totally understand the, the scripted fights of three, like literally we'd fight three times like drop the puck fight three times and then the game would start you right know what i mean but the, the fights that I, I, I that I did the best in were the ones where that were in the play. Yeah, they happen organically. Guy, yeah, exactly. A guy will run my guy, and then you jump that guy, or it's a anyway something that's not pre-planned. But at the same time, the pre-planned ones are are depending on uh, the amount. I was I guess are, are a lot of people like to see that too. You know what I mean? But definitely today's game has uh, changed immensely because of the uh, the head injury thing. Right. Which is which is which is sound, of course. You want to protect people and from themselves, I guess. But like I said, my my philosophy on this is that every every grown man knows what they're what they're getting themselves into. Exactly. And if if they're if they're willing to to do it, uh, the big thing about football now, and and people are talking about football, the game of football is going to be so changed in a few years that we won't recognize it. But at the same time, you see these people after they know what they're doing and the the repercussions of their actions are over a five ten year career. Where they're where they're hampered either mentally or physically, and there's some validity to it, obviously. But but uh, deep down, I, I I like a good fight during a during during a game. Absolutely. And you, you'll see you'll see you'll see it in the NHL too when when there is a fight when when they do happen, the, the crowd stands up, man. Yeah, they're not booing. Electric and no, definitely not. And then, uh, like you say, you'll see some games where it looks like a, a high speed uh, beer league. Right, exactly. Nobody's hitting, and everybody's just fucking, everybody's just flying up and down the wing. You get 40, 40 shots a night, and and that to me, I don't, I need more than that. That's why I, I watch a lot of the playoff playoff hockey these days. The, that was the where, one game I watched this year. Was that was the Blues exactly. and Bruins? Exactly, man. Exactly. That was the, the one men, game I watched. The men are so men, eh? Yep. Yeah. You separate separate the guys, the, the men from the boys in the playoffs. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, so the last guy I want to ask you about that year for your uh, 07, 08 season was Brandon Christian. What was it like fighting him? He was also in that Tough Guy documentary with Kevin Holiday too. <laughs> that guy, that guy's a monster, man. Big, he was big, fucking strong, huge. Uh, huge, huge. Um, I He was chasing one of my guys around the ice. And I came out of the penalty box against him. I got thrown out of that game, one of those games I played against him. But just, just a mountain of a man. Just, uh, I don't even know how big he was. Just ridiculous, heavy, heavy man. And um, and he'd fight everybody, too. Like I said, every, these guys, very few, uh, like on any given night, somebody could, somebody will give it to you, you know what I mean? Or you'll give it to right. that guy. So this is, this is what kept it, kept it exciting because, as tough as as tough as you think you are, there's another guy on the other side of the ice who's who's, who's tough as he thinks he is. And on any given night, you can get your ass handed to you. And just like him, he he fought everybody. I imagine he didn't win all of them. And um, yeah, that's that's all. I don't I, th- I don't think I fought him too many times. Uh, once or twice. Maybe, yeah, but, I think yeah, that just, was just one, a, that, and I think I think you might have had a, a one more with him, but I think that was it. 
Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, just a big, big man. That's all I remember. Heavy, heavy. Absolutely. So, the '08 to '09 season, you um, you didn't have that many games. Did it, did you get injured, or did you kind of you were kind of debating whether you wanted to play, or what was the deal? Um, what uh, does it say? What team I was playing for? Oh shit! Hold on, I, I, I just minimized it. <laughs> um, yeah, you're gonna have to help me out here. So. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, looks right. like you were playing for Three Rivers still. Okay, Three Rivers. Uh, I can't remember why. How many games did I played that year? Does it say? You got ten. That's it. Yep, that's it. Ooh, da, 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 da. I think. I think. Yeah, that was after the year we won a championship and 10 games. And yeah, 10 yeah, games and 87 not... pims. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And I think I got traded to Sherbrooke later that year, did I not? Or was that the whole year? It uh, it says, it's, yeah, that was the whole year. It says you got. It says you were on Sherbrooke for uh, 09 to 10. But I know the L&H is a little bit different, so everything might not be accurate. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that's not accurate because I think I, I missed a bunch of games. I had a bit of a falling out with the ownership in Three Rivers. And, gotcha. Um, yeah, and so I sat up for a little while, then I got traded to Sherbrooke, and I think I, I think that was that year. I finished the year in Sherbrooke. Yeah, and Sherbrooke, sure. you were, Sherbrooke, you were uh, winding I'm it sorry? down a bit. I said Sherbrooke, you were winding it down a little bit, but you had, um, you still fought Tidball and Sear, and uh, well, here we go, another French name. I, I've always, <laughs> I've always wondered okay. how to pronounce. So is, <laughs> is it Gabby Roach or Gabby Rock? Gabby Rock. That's what I thought. All right, because people yeah. say Roach, but Roach didn't make sense to me. <laughs> no, it's Gabby Rock. Yeah, That's what I thought. Tennessee Rock. He and I start. He started in Three Rivers. Young kid, strong, big. Um, he they didn't want him to fight as much as he wanted because he was young. Because he came to that league, I think at twenty, twenty-one years old, he came his first season, and he he did really well. And as you know from his later on his career, he did even better. But. Uh, I fought him. That's I came back to Three Rivers after being traded that time, and um, it, did, it wasn't uh, wasn't a spectacular fight. He uh, big strong man again, and we threw and wrestled and fell on the ice, I believe, and that was about it. He another one of my friends. I didn't, you know what I mean? It's right. Hard to fight uh, fight the guys that you you played with for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But yeah, but uh, but you got to do what you got to do. It's it's a, it's a job and a pain you to, to do it. So. For sure. So, you only had uh, you had two more years after that, but your um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, your 2010 to 2011 season, you only had two. It uh, looks like two games. Uh, that was yeah, it, two you're, games. You're probably you're probably missing stats because I, I don't think yeah, I have trouble remembering all of it also. But <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't think there I don't think I missed any full seasons like. Um, there might have been, uh, does, it, does it say a couple of years in uh, La Poquetai? Ah, um, uh, nothing about that, no. No, eh? All right. Well, I'm, I'm not sure why then. It shows you played two games, or well, excuse me, Eric, it shows you only played one game, uh, and that's September 19th, and you fought Cedric, it looks like, Vero. Verano, yeah. Yeah. Cedric Verano. Um, what team was I on, does it say? Ah, Sherbrooke. Really? Yep. I only so, played one game? Uh, it says two, but uh, your fight card you only have one. But it says you played two games. But funny oh, enough, okay, it says okay. you only have you, you only have four pims. So I'm sure something's off because, like I said, with the <laughs> L- with the LNH, it's a little bit yeah. different trying to get 
get all the stats for it, but stats exactly. Yeah, nonetheless, so finished, man. <laughs> um, that's the Sherbrooke. I got traded uh, mid-season from Three Rivers the year before, and I believe I I may have played that whole next year with with Sherbrooke, and then then I went to another league halfway through or something like that. And it looks like you ended your career in Saginaw or Saginaw. Sagna, yeah. Sagna, the yeah. Marquee. Yep, the exactly. Marquee, Sagna, yeah. I think I played, I was almost 40 years old at the time. I might have been 40. Holy shit. But, yeah, exactly. That <laughs> Dean, Dean Marin was the, co- uh, not Dean Marin, Dean um, Legatakos was uh, the um, GM and coach up there, and he called me to come back. And uh, that's, I, I broke my hand. I, I fought a kid, I can't remember his name, young, strong guy, um, my size, finally. <laughs> and I punched him square in the, square, square in the forehead, and uh, I busted my hand bad. Oh, shit. And, the, do- the yeah, the doctor, um, he said he wanted to take some stuff out and put some metal in there, and I told him, no, thank you. <laughs> and he told me that uh, if I didn't stop uh, punching things or people, that I, I, I'd need somebody to, uh, I'm not going to say what he said, but uh, help me by the time in the next couple of years. And my next question was him. I said to him, what about with boxing gloves on? And the man, he just shook his head in front of me and said, what the hell, like, who, who is he dealing with here? <laughs> so, yeah. So I got, uh, so after all the years, my hands, I got moderate osteoarthritis in both hands, and um, it affects me today. But, uh, yeah, that's just from, from wear and tear, right? Hey, it comes with the job, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, well, but, can we not expect to see a uh, a Dan Tice return now that your buddy Lassard is back playing this year? Uh, you, you, you're starting to get me pumped up here now. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We might have to <laughs> fucking make oh, it man. happen. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm 47 years old, man. I got uh, I got better things to do in my life than uh, than throw punches again anymore. Like I said, I um I haven't punched anybody in almost eight years, man. Oh, look at that. You're, you're eight years sober of punching someone. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, no, my, my, my playing days are done. I played, uh, I referee hockey now. I do, oh, I was, uh, was going to ask if you happen to play, like, just, like, men's league or house league or some shit like that now. I, I, I played one season of men's league, and I, I wound up punching a kid in the face. <laughs> and uh, I said, you know what, enough of this. I said, I just want to enjoy myself, and I don't need to be fighting, and anyways, whatever comes with that. Right. So, um, so the, the in Donawagi, so I live in Long Gay, we're half hour away is a Mohawk uh, Indian Reserve, um, and they they have a men's league uh, hockey on Saturday night, and the uh, the owner of the league um, asked me to do uh, to referee, and I said sure. So I have a whole new respect for referees. There you go. <laughs> because ref, refereeing is not easy, man. <laughs> well, now you went, you went from fighting to breaking up fights now, huh? Breaking up fights, exactly. I let them go. Man. I was about to say, I sure hope you let them yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, for sure. Hey, grown man on a Saturday night, do what you want to do, right? Oh, yeah, they probably see you ref and they're like, oh, we can play fuck around tonight. <laughs> well, that, that, that was uh, one of the reasons they called me in because the, the guys were threatening the other refs. To, uh, if you're going to call a penalty, I'm going to kick the shit out of you, they tell him. <laughs> so, they, so he wanted me to come in and bring some little bit of stability to the league. And I wind up uh, one night, because uh, I, I know I know the majority of the guys on, on all the teams, and uh, one night the, uh, my buddy's team, they were on me pretty good. They are heckling me because I wasn't calling too many penalties. And, and then finally I got tired of it, and I called a penalty, and I went over to the bench, and I said, now shut the 
fuck up, I told them. And uh, they got quiet after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying my best out here. I'm not. I'm here for you guys. You know what I mean. I'm doing this right. for me. I'm trying to help you guys out there. Uh, it's the same thing as I used to yell at the referees. You know what I mean? They, oh, of course. What are you looking at? That's not a penalty. And fuck, man. Like I, I play. Whole- I play in like a, a really shitty no contact beer league. And we, you know, we still get people yelling at the refs still, man. It's always going to happen yeah. no matter what level of hockey, no matter where you play, what sport. Exactly. The ref, it could be Little League Baseball and umps are getting yelled at too. The, the, the best time I had a hockey game was I went back home a few years ago and I had, uh, I have some cousins whose kids play and I went to the arena and, and there was people I knew on the other team, their kids were playing. So I got to sit in the middle of uh, the, both sections of cheering, cheering fans and I got to cheer for every goal scored. And uh, it was one of the greatest nights of hockey I had in my life. They're like nine, ten-year-old kids, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But uh, whatever team scored, I cheered, and I had buddies on both teams, and then I had fun. But like I said, these these people are screaming at the refs, and they're cheering for their eight, nine-year-old kids to, to go. And Oh, yeah, they're all going to be the next Gretzky. Exactly, man. Just take it easy and enjoy the game, man. Right. That, that's, that just brought that up to me, like people yelling at refs and taking it way too seriously. Just enjoy the game. And I got to sit there and cheer for both teams. And like I said, it was one of the – the better nights of hockey I had in my life. Absolutely, man. Well, I mean, fuck, dude, this has been awesome. You played 13 years in literally the toughest hockey league that has ever <laughs> graced this beautiful yeah. earth. I mean, <laughs> what more could you want, dude? <laughs> yeah. No, and like I you was, said, it was uh, your like NHL. My NHL, pal, exactly. When I came here, they, they were paying me to play and two cases of beer in the room after each game and you know what I mean people people are screaming your name and it was a blast man I had a great time absolutely do you have any regrets for your career at all or no not a single one uh the only regret I, I have is is uh giving up too soon like I, I think I could have played somewhere else you know what I mean the AHL at least right but, um but that's the only thing no I I got no regrets now I live I live well today and I got good kids and a good family and a good woman and uh I I good job and life life's perfect man. that's all you need in life you. man that's it right there that's it, that's it. <laughs> well man i yeah. appreciate you for taking the time out of your night tonight man and you know thanks for sticking with me i know we had to cancel last week because i was too busy fucking working but i working. appreciate you coming on <laughs> yeah i know working and now hey, i gotta work no, through this I, damn I, hurricane coming up <laughs> i hear you pal i hear you i know i appreciate your time and what you do my friend i enjoy your your um facebook um blog there and it's it's uh i check on it almost every day and i like watching the uh all-time fights man it's good yeah i think i gotta go post uh post more lnh shit after this get to the get the pot stirring for the people <laughs> there you go there you go exactly <laughs> oh shit <laughs> these bombs uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, man. I really appreciate it, my friend. Thank you very much, man. And we'll talk soon. And I'll, I'll keep my eyes on your uh, on the fight fight page. Thanks, I appreciate, man. You have yourself a good night. The part is over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The part is over. Tomorrow starts the same old thing again What a crazy, crazy party Never seen so many people Laughing, dancing Look at you, you're having fun But look at me, I'm almost crying But that don't keep her love from dying Misery 
Cause for me the part is over Turn out the lights The part is over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Once I had a love undying I didn't keep it, wasn't trying Life for me was just one party And then another I broke her heart so many times Had to have my party wine Then one day she said, sweetheart The party's over Turn out the lights The party's over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again And tomorrow starts the same old thing again 